Who said that? World answer. It's about Jesus. But what is it about Jesus? How exactly is Jesus the reason for Christmas? Because it's his birthday. We've got some smart cookies in today. Hmm. So we celebrate his birth, but here's the problem. Why did he come? I mean, it's great and all that, and, it, and it's good to have Christmas, and it's good to have the trees and the lights and the gifts, and to sing the songs and even eat Brussels sprouts. I actually like Brussels sprouts. Who's with me? Yeah. But why exactly did Jesus come? Thankfully, we have the answers. In fact, Jesus himself gives us the answers. Do you know, when you read the Bible, if you read through mainly the bit where you hear most about what Jesus says, which is the bit that we call the Gospels, did you notice in the Frog Squad song it said to read through the Gospels? Yeah? And Frog Squad won't be boring. There was a typo, apparently. You weren't bound to see, you'd be bored to see. Won't be boring. Reading through the Gospels. And what are the Gospels? They're Matthew, Mark, Luke, and... Um, oh, I always forget one. John! Oh, thank goodness you're here, sir. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We find... you know, I counted them. In fact, I gave up counting them. There were so many. I got to 33. Where Jesus says, I have come that... Wow, this is going to be a long service. But actually, no. I've picked three key reasons why Jesus said he'd come. And we're going to look at them very briefly this morning. So contrary to popular belief, Jesus didn't actually come to restore social justice or to bring world peace. Didn't just come to heal the sick and clothe the, the needy and naked. He didn't just come to give us a good example of how to live a good life. He actually came for a different purpose. And I need some help to explore that purpose. I need three, perhaps, young volunteers that would like to read some verses for me. Have I got three volunteers? All the usual uh, suspects aren't here today, I've noticed. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to go for slightly older volunteers. Who can I pick on? Gracie, are you happy to come and read for me? You don't have to, you can say no. She's not saying yes, so she's level not. She's not coming. Okay, I'm going to have to pick on three people I can pick on. Naomi, Rebecca, Kezia. (laughs) You are my ultimate backup plan. (laughs) Come and take a seat. You have three seats, numbered one, two, and three. Hold the envelope, and uh, we shall have some fun. That's number one. That's the, it, it's the audience see it this way, you see. <laughs> okay, it is an order. It's fine. Okay, so three volunteers. They each have three envelopes. Number one, number two, number three. Number one, open your envelope for me. Thank you, Kezia. Keep it in the family. I don't know. That's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Family. There we go. Right, I need to I'll give you this. Read it out nice and loud. This is reason number one. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, 
and to give his life as ransom for many. Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Hmm, that's a difficult word, ransom. Ransom means it's, it's to pay for something or somebody so that they can go free, so we can set something free. So Jesus came, it says in the verse, to give his life as a ransom for many. This passage is one of the key passages in all of the Gospels. It cuts to the heart as to why Jesus came that first Christmas. He came to give his very own life to save ours. We've sung about it in one or two of the songs. He was born into this world so that he could die for the world. Paul, the Apostle Paul, puts it this way. When the fullness of time had come at Christmas, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as, adoption as sons. Jesus redeems us. Jesus sets us free. Jesus pays for our debt. And how does Jesus redeem us? He does so with his own life. And our text here says, Jesus came that Christmas to give his life as a ransom. We celebrate that at Easter, of course. The payment demanded was his sinless life. And that ransom price was impossible for you and I to pray. So that's reason number one. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many. Naomi, answer, open. Number two, please. Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He has come to call us to repentance. Jesus came to call sinners to repentance. Sometimes we have a hard time thinking about our sin and all the things that we do wrong. How we disobey that amazing God, the God that is absolutely perfect just and a holy God. So Jesus helps us with this image to help us understand. He talks about it being like being sick. Talks about it like being a physical sickness. He compares the sinner to a person who is physically ill and in need of a doctor. Now we all know that when we get sick sometimes, if we don't do something about it, if it's really bad sickness, if we don't go and check it out with the doctor, I mean for instance if you broke your arm and you went, oh, it hurts a bit, but that's fine. I'll cope. Well, all sorts of things could go wrong. We know to go to the doctor. It doesn't go away if we ignore it. In the same way, we're all sinners. We're desperately in need to get it sorted. And that only comes from going to Jesus and through repentance and faith. Apart from Jesus, we all die in our sins. I'm going to read a little bonus first, one I didn't, I didn't think I'd get more than three volunteers, so it's probably true. <laughs> so we're also in John, one of the Gospels, 
chapter 8 and verse 24, and it says this. You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I have told you that... I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die for your sins. Jesus is quite serious about that. Jesus says, I am the only solution. He is the cure to our problem of sin. Now that might sound very narrow to you. That might sound like, hmm... Do you mean there's no other option? Well, if Jesus says this, and Jesus, I believe, is saying the truth, then there is no other option. Truth is a little bit narrow. Strangely enough, I didn't expect this at all, but I've got my three daughters here. They kind of take after me in bits. I am rubbish at English. Words, they trouble me. I hate them. They hate English too. Because they got it from me. But we love maths. Maths is good. Maths is either right or it's wrong. You know? Naomi, who's much better at maths than me, has to be said. Her final year at university, studying mechanical engineering, you have to know a lot of maths. I've seen some of her maths. It doesn't even have numbers in it. It's wrong. <laughs> but you see, she's an engineer. She knows when something is right or when something is wrong. She works with these things that they call tolerance. Let me give you an example. I had my car serviced two days ago. And believe it or not, they sent me a video. I would have shown it to you, but we've had so many videos. Ronnie, the technician, sent me a video on a text message. And said, thank you, Mr. Bashford, for allowing me to service your car. I'd just like to show you if I checked under here. And he actually goes under the car. And he looks at the brake lines, and he he looks at the wheels, and he looks at the brakes, and it's all good. In fact, he tells me that my rear tyres are at 6mm tread, and my front tyres are at 5.5mm tread. Very good. Apparently you get to 2mm, and you ought to do something about it. That's the tolerance. Get to 1.6, probably want to do something about it before somebody else spots it. Now, I'm travelling this afternoon to um, deepest, darkest Kent. On the route, I have to come across this wonderful place. It's a lovely road. It's called the M25. And I will be travelling in my car that was serviced two days ago, and I will be thankful for Ronnie for checking that for me, because at some point, while cruising along at a steady 70, (laughs) Trish, (laughs) I will find the queue. It's inevitable. I mean, it is Christmas Eve, and everybody goes to the M25 for some reason. I'm going to wave at Alan. He's also doing the same journey. <laughs> We're going to rendezvous at Reading Services for coffee, prepare ourselves for the journey. But when I hit my brakes and my car slows down, and it's a bit rainy and damp today, the car will stop because an engineer has said, this is the right tolerance. And I trust that engineer. I trust that they got it right. I trust that they're telling me the truth about what is right about my brakes and my brake line. Do we trust Jesus? Do we trust that he's telling the truth? Do you know, it's interesting with tolerance. We hear that word a lot in society these days. 
we hear about people being intolerant. Having to widen your tolerance. Because there can be all sorts of truths. It's not just your faith. Every other faith matters. Not according to Jesus. The truth is either right or it's wrong. And I believe it's right. Jesus is the true solution to our sin problem. In fact, Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's also in John. See, read the Gospels. It's all there. Jesus doesn't say, oh, I'm one of the ways. He says, I am the way. He also says, we need the doctrine. The Bible says, and you might say to me, well, Mark, he says, it's not the healthy that need the doctor, but those who are ill. You may say, well, I'm healthy. Oh, no, you're not. The Bible says we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that's, that's number one and number two. Let's go for envelope number three. Thank you, Rebecca. You do it in Italian? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now that's the verse. You might have heard of that verse. It's quite a popular one. John 3.16. And it is the greatest gift that we can receive at this Christmas. It is the gift of eternal life. Jesus came, he says, to give eternal life so that whoever believes in Jesus, whoever trusts in him... We'll get it. You see, some people might think it comes automatically. Jesus came and he saved us all. bit like when you walked into this building. You walked up to those big blue doors and they just opened. And then you walked. There's so much today that's automatic. So much that's done for us. But actually this isn't like the automatic doors. This is more like having to make a choice. Sometimes we have to do something. We have to decide. And it's natural to ask, well, what happens if I don't believe in him? What happens if I don't trust him? Well, Jesus has the answer for that. If we were to read a couple of verses on from where Rebecca read from John 3.16, we get to John 3.18. Let me read it to you. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. What does Jesus mean, condemned already? Well, the bad news is we are all sinners. And that means we all die. Either he dies for us or we die. This wonderful gift that he comes to give us, this gift of eternal life, is only available if we say yes, if we make a choice. You see, God is holy. God is just. And there will be no, oh, all right then. You didn't make the choice, but I, I love you anyway. Yes, God is love. Yes, we're celebrating that today with the, the fourth candle. But actually, we have to receive that love. He cannot allow our sins to go unpunished. In fact, it would be unjust to let us go 
scot-free. There are two options. You can pay for your sins yourself. That's death. Or he can do it for you. Two choices. There's no third choice. So why did Jesus come? Well, Jesus tells us. He came to give his life as a ransom for sinners. That's all of us. He came to call those sinners to repentance. And Jesus came to give eternal life to anybody that will trust in him. So what stops us? We just have a choice to make. It's simple, isn't it? Why is it so hard? Let's have another advert. I think wrapping paper might be the answer. I mean, just look at everyone else with their perfect bodies and immaculate style, their clean little coats and their cute little smiles. What hope have I got to ever impress? Compared to them, my life is a mess. But if I was wrapped up, then no one could see the rips and the cracks and the screw-up that's me. The paper would cover all my faults and my flaws. I'd look just the same as the others because I would be shiny, attractive, exciting. People would see me as something inviting. If you ask what I wish for this Christmas tide, here is my answer. I just want to hide. Now that it's happened, you would think I'd be cheerful. But here is the thing, I'm actually more fearful. I know it sounds weird, but now that I'm covered, I'm scared of the moment when I'm truly discovered. I know it can't last. This is not the real me. I'm dreading the moment when I'm actually seen. What will they think? What will they say? Disappointment? Disgust as they throw me away? This is it. Here we go. My heart is racing. Nowhere to hide now. What am I facing? The paper is ripped and thrown to one side. Everything's bright as the light hits my eye. But wait, what is this? Can this really be true? You're seeing me and I'm seeing you. With hands that are caring and eyes that are kind, you pick me up and love what you find? That cannot be because of my beauty. It must be because of what you will do with me. You bind up my wounds and you clean up my pores. And now I am loved, but not because I am so perfect, so clean and so great, but because you saw me and you did not hate, but loved me, restored me, you made me clean. Now this is real freedom, to be truly seen. What could be better for Christmas this year? A prince of peace who scatters our fear. Yes, God is the maker, but we hide from him. Here is our problem. It's what is called sin. It leads to a mess, so we wrap ourselves up. We fear being seen, but that doesn't stop God from coming to find us. Sending his son, he so loves this world that Jesus has come. He loves us, restores us, he makes us clean. This Christmas, find freedom. This Christmas, be seen. We sometimes just want to hide. Sometimes we just think we're not good enough. Do you know, only God can restore us. Only God can deal with the mess of our sin. Only God can love us, restore us, and make us clean. To have the perfect Christmas this Christmas, we need to say yes to the perfect gift. The question is, 
How are you going to receive it? Just ask you all just to close your eyes for a moment. It would be wrong of me to give a message like that just before Christmas and not give an opportunity for us to perhaps respond. And, and I know there are a lot of people in this room that have said yes, do trust Jesus. But I want to give you a chance this morning if you haven't had that opportunity to, to have the perfect Christmas. I want to give you the chance just to, to respond to that message as to why Jesus said he come. It may be that you perhaps have responded in the past, but you don't feel that you're there right now, and you just want to, at Christmas, say yes again. That's fine. Well, I'm going to pray a simple prayer at the moment. You've probably heard the prayer many times before. And I just ask you to pray it with me. In fact, I'm going to ask you all to pray the prayer, whether you're praying it for the first time or not, just so we can pray it together whether it's a first time or a recommitment or just joining in to help us all. Let's pray together. Just repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and that I have messed up. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you came at Christmas with a purpose to pay for my sins. With a purpose to pay for my sins. Offering me repentance and the gift of eternal life. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life this Christmas. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the fact that you did come. You sent your Son this Christmas. You gave us an opportunity that was an opportunity that we cannot miss. Lord, I thank you that whilst we mess up, you resolve things for us. Lord, as we celebrate this Christmas time, as we celebrate together, as we go and celebrate with friends and families, Lord, help us to share the real meaning of Christmas of all those that we meet and allow us to have the perfect Christmas, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing just one more song before I close the service. Glorious light.